Hey guys, Carmine here. Quick reminder from the last video, I've uh, finally opened up channel memberships on my channel and I'm currently uploading all previous Patreon-exclusive content to memberships. This includes the infamous episode 12 of the podcast where we discuss Preston's drama and his channel almost being taken down. So if you're down to support the channel or the podcast, then consider signing up for the channel membership. It's only a dollar and you get all exclusive videos, a custom badge next to your name in my comment section, and custom emojis next time we live stream. If you'd like to support the channel or podcast, and want a bit more perks for it, check us out on Patreon. I'll leave more info in the description below and the pinned comment as well. Thanks for your time and enjoy. I actually wanted to ask you about Littlefinger, my favorite character. Um, one of my favorite chapters in the Game of Thrones, which is my favorite book, is the chapter where uh, it's, it's Ned 13. He goes mm. and um, the king yes. requests him and Robert is dying. And I love the first thing uh, Robert says to Ned. He goes, <laughs> fuck you, Ned. I just I just love the character of Robert Baratheon. But yeah. after the whole meeting with the king and, you know, uh, Ned writing down the air and all that, he goes and he has a meeting with Littlefinger. And Littlefinger says something interesting. His plan is, go with Joffrey for now. And if Joffrey poses a threat later, they can depose him for Renly, but not Stannis. Stannis is the true bad guy here. They, the whole conversation doesn't make it 100% into the show. But Littlefinger yeah. goes into detail as to why Stannis is a problem. Basically, the reason for this is that if Stannis takes the, the, the throne, um, not only would he behead Cersei and her children, or imprison them, or exile them, mostly, I think, imprison them. I don't think Stannis would kill children, but he'd likely behead Cersei. Yeah. Um, despite whatever he does, Tywin Lannister won't sit idly by. Um, the Westerlands would be down his throat. But Littlefinger also theorizes that Stannis would cause trouble with Balon Greyjoy and mm. the Tyrells and Redwines. Yeah. So, be, uh, because, uh, they, because, they, because they made him starve and uh, that, that he would hold a grudge against them. Mm -hmm. um, the, is his theory about Stannis here correct? Would Stannis actually go out of his way to cause trouble and punish people for crimes they committed against him years ago is this the character that stannis is supposed to be that's a, that's a, that's an interesting question because um i would say that stannis is a is a somewhat inconsistent character but it's a function of the point of view that views him um like you know when you see davos stannis is a very different character than when we see crescent see him or when john sees him or when when uh when Asha sees him or when Theon sees him, he's, he's you know, drastically different um, each time. And, and so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different opinions about Stannis, that, oh, he's, he's, he's hard and, and he's, he's not flexible and things like that. And it's like, well, actually, he ends up being one of the most flexible characters uh, in the entire book. Um, they're like, oh, he, he only has one way, and it's not true at all. Like, Stannis changes and reinvents himself constantly. Um, and so it, it's, he's, he's an enigma. I think it's one of the reasons people really like him uh, is because they choose the, the Stannis to like. They choose a particular chapter and they say, oh, that's the Stannis I, I like, you know? But, um, and, you know, there's a lot of Stannises to choose from. Um, so would Stannis hold a grudge against Mace Tyrell and Paxter Redwine for the siege, he would have to see a crime. There would have to be, I mean, the, the, the basic answer is, is there a crime that Mace Tyrell and Paxter Redwine um, committed? 
I mean, they were following their king, yes? You mm-hmm. know, like, they can't, he, they're not really guilty of that. Um, he, see, he probably sees them as wimpy, but there's, is there anything illegal about, how, you know, surrounding Storm's End and, and, and trying to, to starve them out? It, it, was a, it was a good strategy. You know, it nearly worked if it wasn't if it wasn't for Davos smuggling in um, the onions and and so I think that aspect of it is wrong. That that no, like he probably would have let Mace Tyrell and Paxter Redwine like um, live. Now, would Mace Tyrell and Paxter Redwine get along with Stannis? They would probably fear retribution even though Stannis might not actually have any retribution to, to, you know, have against them. I don't know. And this is why it's hard for Ned and the audience, even now, to tell if Littlefinger is lying or not. Because Stannis isn't dumb, yeah. but he would be if he picked a fight with two families that control the largest fleets in Westeros, the Red Wine and the Greyjoys. Not to mention, the Tyrells won't sit by and let this happen either, and they'll likely yeah. depose him for Renly. And on top of all this... The Lannisters and their bannermen will move against him for sure. But Stannis is Littlefinger's main target in all of this. That much is clear. If his plan is to succeed, it's to remove Stannis completely no matter what, because he knows Stannis would remake the small council and remove Cersei, who's also a part of his plan. In um, one of the Elaine chapters in Feast for Crows, he comments on how Cersei is bringing, like, ruin upon herself and the realm a bit faster than he anticipated and obviously once again it's much easier to maneuver around Cersei than it is for Stannis so Stannis is his public enemy number one the guy is way too insane I mean right now he's traversing a frozen hellhole because he wants the Starks and the North in general on his side right like I Stannis Stannis um you know he 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 rewards loyalty um, almost to a fault, right? Like, you know, I mean, he learns later to to um, shift things around and change. But that's that's very, like, into it, like, that's his the evolution of his character into a, a dance with dragons. Like, um, and then some people say, well, maybe that's a whole bunch of bullshit. Like, Stannis, like, isn't really this big follower of the Lord of Light, and yet he has this priest around for some reason why you know and um and so you know later on you know he, he appeases all of these uh northerners um and it, you know is trying to have them get along with his lord of light followers and and you know he, he needs to he needs to change things around he needs to change things up like when he arrives at the wall he kind of is sitting there expecting that everyone come to him um because they're supposed to be loyal to their king and then he kind of realizes that, no, I've got to do something to earn their loyalty. And that's a, that's a big shift and change in his character because, you know, he is an evolving character. Um, so I guess it's, you know, at what point, you know, is, is, uh, are you finding Stannis? And at what point um, would he be flexible? He's, he's not that bright uh, in, in, in the Game of Thrones Clash of King era, you know? Um, a Clash of Kings opens with Cresson giving Stannis a lot of really great advice. Um, and then he, re- he kind of all rejects it. And, and part of the reason he rejects it is, is Solis, but Cresson gives him a whole bunch of really great options. 
And he just kind of says, nah, nah. You know, he says like, well, why don't you team up with Rob Stark? No, no. Like that guy is a, that guy's a rebel. It's like, okay, why don't you marry Sweet Robin to Shireen and have an alliance with, you know, Lysa Tully? And then, you know, it's like, no, no. <laughs> you know, like all these really great ideas. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Will it, would he be able to deal with, with, with Mace Tyrell and, and, and Paxter Redwine? Was no, there's smart? no way. He, I think Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings, Stannis, no. Dance with Dragons, Stannis? I think Dance with Dragons, Stannis would be savvy, would be more savvy. Well, right now, Stannis has to contend with Winter because I think that's what will ultimately destroy him is Winter. Because, once again, I, I'm the, the last book I read, Dance of Dragons, I haven't read it in quite some time. But what I do remember is the fact that I think he leaves Deepwood Mott with like 800 horses and he arrives outside the village, outside Winterfell, with like 60-something horses. Mm. Um, his, his, his people are severely depleted in, in morale and food and everything. They, they fish that, that river dry. Yeah. He's on his last legs. Honestly, I, I think 10 good men would really destroy the fuck out of him. Um, <laughs> I, I truly, truly believe that. I don't, think he'd be, I don't think he'd get desperate enough to do that, but Stannis taking Winterfell would be very bad for Littlefinger. But he also has a plan regarding the Three Queens. In that same chapter I spoke to you about, he mentions the Three Queens, which Cersei, Marjorie, and is it safe to say he knows about Daenerys? I, I would... I'll... I mean, I would argue that he does know about Daenerys, um, but uh, um, only because I think I think Penny is his agent. That's my theory. Uh, but and that he he wants to send somebody out. But I mean, he would be a pretty bad spy if he didn't know about Daenerys at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't everybody know about Daenerys? Yeah, but he mentioned the three queens. Who could the third queen be? There's no way he can mean it's Sansa. Well, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. There's, you know, Ariana Martel, Sansa. Um, uh, Ariana Martel is a princess, though. Sure, but maybe under Dornish law, she'd be considered a queen, you know? But she has no claim. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess until her father is dead, but... Uh, then she would still be a princess. Um... It's true, unless he thinks that Doran is going to die soon. Could could the third queen possibly be, possibly be Selyse, who's not really a queen, kinda not really? I mean, that's an interesting idea as well. That, um, or if Stannis is dead, Shireen is the queen. True. And so the, your three queens could be Shireen, um, uh, if he's believing, you know, that Stannis is a goner. Well, right. since Feast and Dance run concurrently, it's, uh, it's, it's likely that Littlefinger knows that Stannis is having a hard time up north, mm -hmm. considering he usually has two spies everywhere. And if by some miracle Stannis manages to defeat the Boltons, the Northern Allies would likely abandon him to go over to Sansa's side once Littlefinger's plan comes into fruition, which is to reveal her identity during her marriage to Harry the Heir. But he needs to believe that if we're you know taking information from the show and things like this, if he really believes that... Um, that the veil could could take on the north. Um, he would need the Bolton forces, you know, decimated by Stannis to some degree, right? The the veil forces are the veil forces strong enough to take the Boltons 
um, on their home turf, you know, and retake the north from them. I don't know. Like, you you have to sail them over to get around Deepwood Moth. There's no way they can get around Deepwood Moth. But you, let's say you sail them up into White Harbor, and and then from White Harbor you, you you try to march on Winterfell. You know, I don't know. And then on the Dreadfort, I I I think you'd need another force to destroy the Boltons or bring them down before you'd even think about the Vale, the Vale Lords taking them on. So I guess he has to think that Stannis has some chance, you know. Um, well, what's his plan right now with Sansa? He wants to marry Sansa to uh, uh, Harry the heir. His, um, his, anu- his announced plan? His, yeah. His, his announced plan, which may be his real plan or not, his announced plan is that he is going to betroth Elaine to Harry the heir. And then on her wedding day, announce that she's really Sansa Stark. That, that she's really Sansa Stark and that everyone will be like, oh, cool. And then Sweet Robin will die. Harry will become Lord of the Vale and Sansa will be, you know, Queen of the North at the same time. And there'll be this, you know, need for the Vale to take the kingdom of their queen. You know, something like that. Huh. That's a lot of what ifs. Like, why, why does oh, he automatically it, assume the Vale will want to fight the North, especially during winter? Oh, there's so many things that don't make sense about it. And the primary thing that doesn't make sense, Sansa's married. <laughs> but she didn't consummate the marriage, which can be doesn't, proven. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if she didn't consummate the marriage. That only means that you, can, you need the High Septon to... Dissolve it. Mm. They're not going to get the High Septon to dissolve the marriage. Why would the High Septon, why would any High Septon, like, dis- dissolve the marriage of Sansa Stark, a woman who is, is suspected of killing the king? Like, even if you're not fans of Joffrey, even if you were, even if you were, you know, a Stannis supporter or, or a Dornish or whatever, it, like, would you, and, and Sansa came forward and said, you know, I, I killed, I murdered the, the, the you know, the, uh, the king. Let, dissolve my marriage so I can get married to the, the lord of the, the king of the Vale, who now has an independence movement, um, or the lord of, you know, like, none of it makes sense. Like, no High Septon would ever dissolve that marriage. Like, why? <laughs> you know, certainly That's not the true. High Sparrow. Certainly not the High Sparrow. So, Yeah. You got to kill Tyrion. So, how do you kill Tyrion? Well, you, you need an assassin. And so, who's who's a mummer who was once hired by Littlefinger? Um, Penny. You know, so she tried to kill him once, and now she's following him. And uh, but yeah, little she she was hired by Littlefinger in the first place to be to be at that wedding. And then, um, and now she's following Tyrion. She's the only person near Tyrion that could possibly do a hit. Otherwise, what, what, is, what would Peter Baelish be waiting for? I mean, Tyrion could be exiled for literally the rest of his life, and then Sansa would never be able to get married to anyone. You know, so little, you know, Tyrion needs to be killed. The only person that can kill Tyrion is is Jorah <laughs> <laughs> or Penny, right? 
And Penny was specifically hired by Littlefinger before. Why wouldn't he co like call up his ex, his ex uh, mummer, and try to get this done? Your your favorite character is Sweet Robin because, in yeah. your point of view, the characters who are the, who are mostly looking like looking like they're on death's door are usually the ones that survive, and the ones that are completely healthy and okay are usually the one that that dies faster. Yeah. Um, because Sweet Robin always feels like he's about to just keel over and die. Um, you think Sweet Robin's going to survive everybody? He's going to outlast everyone in in the series. Um, yes. And I, I, I mean, I, and if the show if the show is any, I mean, <laughs> evidence of this. <laughs> So, he does. He makes it to the end, alive and well. <laughs> alive and well, and um, with Bronzion Royce, who somehow for, survived the long night. Um, <laughs> so what I'm I'm expecting to happen is something's going to happen to Harry, Harry the heir. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to fuck up Littlefinger's plans. I, I um, and now yeah, and and I have a long theory about this as well. Um, I did I did an analysis of the Elaine chapters in uh, prepping for winter series. Um, but yeah, the so there's going to be a, there's a jousting tournament and um, things Harry can happen. Heir, Harry the heir is not ready to be a knight. They specifically say he was not ready to be a knight. They called him an upjumped squire. Um, Bronzian uh, made him a knight, even though he wasn't ready. So he is Harry the heir is about to enter a tournament against people that are much better jousters. He had no business being in that tourney. Now, if you remember, if we go to another different ump-jumped ump squire who participated in a tourney from the Vale. Um, the, the guy that uh, Eddard talks to, who was uh, John Aaron's squire. Hugh. Sir mm -hmm. Hugh. Sir Hugh was an ump-jumped squire and got put into a, a, uh, a tourney and died because he wasn't ready. He was killed by the mountain. Mm -hmm. And now, now, you know, Varys lies and tries to tries to claim that that the mountain killed him because he knew too much. But that's all bullshit. It turns out Sir Hugh was just put in a was just put in a. Uh, I mean, it's possible that Littlefinger like put Sir like rearranged the lists and put Sir Hugh against the mountain. But the point is, he you know when you have a guy who's not uh, that skilled in a, a competition with, you know, cutthroat men who are very skilled, it's dangerous. This is, you know, jousting is fucking dangerous. And we're, we're about to put Harry the heir into a, a dangerous, dangerous situation when he's, when he's not that skilled. And so, yeah, I think Harry the heir is going to get killed in, in, the, um, in the tourney. Well, it's, it's like the other famous George once said. It's like poetry. It rhymes, right? In the first book, we have Sir Hugh, another upjumped squire from the Vale getting destroyed during a tourney much like yeah. this one. But Littlefinger wants um, Sansa to maneuver Harry the Air, but I think she can do that already with Sweet Robin just fine. He is the Lord of the Vale, but what kind of annoys me is even in the Elaine chapters, nobody really takes Sweet Robin seriously. So I, I don't see how, well, unless she kind of speaks for him. And right. she has more authority than he does, even though he's the Lord of the Vale. But even his own retainers don't even take him seriously and just yeah. ignore him. And there's, there's, um, there's a very interesting um, other thing to think about, that as Elaine, Elaine as a character has, has inheritance and rights to things as well. Like Littlefinger is Lord of Harrenhal, which means, and he doesn't have any children that we know of. Um, which means that, like, Elaine 
you know, could be the heir to Harrenhal, you know, which is, and the head of the Riverlands. Also so. in Feast for Crows, Jamie re- repeats that um, when, um, forgot which one of the phrase, there's like 3,000 of them. Uh, one yeah. of the phrase says, I'm the Lord of, of River Run, blah, 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 blah. And then Jamie corrects him and says, yes, but you answer to Peter Baelish, who's the right. Lord Paramount of the Trident. That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is, uh, see, I love Littlefinger. He's such a great character. Uh, I love the part in, 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 um, in the, the chapter before that where he makes, um, I think it's uh, Nestor Royce, Lord of the Gates of the Moon. Yes. And uh, he signs it himself, which makes uh, Nestor have to kind of back up, back him up just in case. Because if Littlefinger's removed, then that means his signature is called in question and Nestor Royce loses his position. I love like those moves like that. Yeah, though I would argue that Nestor Royce is no is no dummy. He's no dummy, especially his his daughter. Don't you have an entire video where she kind of quizzes Sansa as they're coming oh, yeah. down the mountain? Where she, <laughs> she... Mir- Miranda Royce knows what's up. She knows yeah. that Sansa is Sansa. By the you know, way, there there's a new High Sethan. And did you know Jon Snow is the new Lord Commander? Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sansa, you just gave it away. <laughs> poor Sansa. So stupid. So stupid. Poor, poor, poor Sansa. <laughs> um, no, but, and, and you have also another theory that, um, also in Feast, we were mentioning Feast a lot today, also in Feast, um, Littlefinger, huh? Great book. <laughs> uh, also in Feast, Littlefinger is asking Cersei for tapestries, and yeah. he wants to supposedly hang them all over the place to kind of prove that Robert and, uh, Robert's children aren't really his. Well, I mean, it's a big mystery. This is another, when we talk about, like, um, um, gardening, the, the tapestries are this weird thing that keeps popping up over and over. Uh, the tapestries are from a Game of Thrones. They're taken off the wall. Um, they showed scenes of Baratheons and Hunt or whatever. And then later on, Cersei boxes them up, takes them off the wall, or uh, um, Joffrey boxes them up, takes them off the walls because we they don't want them on the wall or I, I guess it was cersei that did it and then all of a sudden Littlefinger's like hey can i have those tapestries and cersei's like fine i don't i don't give a shit and she 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 sends them to the veil and then they pop up in the veil and then he pops them on the wall and he starts showing them off and so you're like well, what is he doing with these tapestries maybe they show what baratheons look like and maybe it has to do with maya like maya clearly looks like a Baratheon, so maybe it's to show that Tommen is a bastard after all, and this is this is evidence. Like, hey guys, look at these tapestries. All the Baratheons have dark hair, kind of like Maya, you know. So we'll see what happens. 